This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11512 MHz vertical polarization azimuth 16 degrees east symbol rate 29950 mega symbols per second standard DVB S2 modulation 8 PSK audio PID 510 we wish you good reception conditions Hello, I'm your host, Elena Enoke, bringing you the news. But first, let's take a quick look at the weather picture. It's rather cold across Romania today, with maximum temperatures ranging from 13 to 20 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 18 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. Romania will continue to support the neighboring Ukraine. President Klaus Johannes pledged before the United Nations General Assembly in New York. Russia is prepared to use all means, including nuclear, to defend itself, Russian President Vladimir Putin said today in a televised address to his nation. And the Bucharest government discusses an emergency order on granting more money to military industry projects. Romania will continue to support the neighboring Ukraine invaded by the Russian troops, President Klaus Johannes told the United Nations General Assembly in New York. He reminded that Romania offered direct humanitarian assistance to those over 2.3 million Ukrainian refugees who entered its soil since the start of the war. On the sidelines of the UN General Assembly, Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu took part in a meeting with members of the Bucharest 9 format, that is, NATO member states on the alliance's eastern flank. Aurescu pleaded for further multidimensional support for Ukraine and for further pressure on Russia, including through a new package of sanctions. He emphasized the importance of bringing Russia to justice by using the tools of international law. Russia is prepared to use all defense means, including nuclear, to defend itself, Russian President Vladimir Putin said in a televised address to his nation, France Press reports. Putin, who has accused the West of wanting to destroy Russia, has ordered partial mobilization of reservists, which significantly escalates the conflict in Ukraine. Putin also said he supported the annexation referendums that are to be held in the Ukrainian territories occupied by Russia. Pro-Russian authorities in four Ukrainian regions Kherson, Zaporozhye, Donetsk and Luhansk had announced referendums for the unification with Russia. In Donetsk and Luhansk, there are separatist republics proclaimed as of 2014, 
whose independence had been recognized by Russia before its invasion of Ukraine. In Kherson and Zaporozhye, on the other hand, pro-Russian authorities have been installed after a part of the two regions had been occupied following the Russian invasion in February. In Bucharest, Prime Minister Nikolai Chuka has today said he took notice with concern of the Russian president's statements regarding partial military mobilization and the organization of the so-called referendums, and that Romania will maintain its balanced stance and continue to calmly monitor, together with its NATO allies, the evolution of the situation in the neighboring Ukraine. The Bucharest government has included on his meeting's agenda today a draft emergency order under which more money are earmarked for projects in the military industry sector in the context of high prices of raw materials and equipment. Due to the war in Ukraine and the international blockage imposed on the Russian Federation, the Romanian defense industry has found new markets for the purchase of materials and equipment needed for the supply of specific products and services. The energy crisis has also impacted business operators in the national defense industry. Also discussed by the government today is granting more than 185 million euros to animal breeders through state aid schemes starting October 16. Oil refineries in Romania have found an alternative to the Russian oil. Given that the embargo on Russian oil products takes effect in December, Energy Minister Virgil Popescu has announced. According to the Romanian minister, given the current context of the gas market, OMV Petrom, the largest energy company in Southeast Europe, and Romgas, Romania's largest producer and main supplier of natural gas, should announce this year the decision of investing in gas extraction in the Neptune Deep Parameter in the Black Sea. Also, the gas pipe connecting Greece to Bulgaria to become operational on October 1st will allow Romania to transport gas from Azerbaijan, Virgil Popescu has also said. And that was the news coming to you from Bucharest, Radio Romania International. The international community has condemned Russian army's invasion of Ukraine, as well as Moscow's intention to annex the occupied territories. More on this in a report by Bogdan Matei, brought to you by Eugen Nasta. Russian President Vladimir Putin should admit he cannot win the war in Ukraine, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has stated. In his first intervention at the UN General Assembly, Scholz lambasted what he termed Putin's imperial ambitions. German Chancellor Scholz issued a warning that such ambitions run the risk of destroying Ukraine and Russia alike. Scholz went on to say Germany and the international community would not consent to a peace dictated by Russia. The German Chancellor also announced that on October the 25th, Berlin would pay host to a conference focusing on the reconstruction of Ukraine. As for the intention of the so-called authorities, instated by Moscow in the occupied Ukrainian territories to stage referendums on the annexation of those territories by Russia, Scholz called the alleged grassroots consultation fictitious and unacceptable. 
In turn, French President Emmanuel Macron labelled the referendum a parody. Macron accused Russia that through its invasion of Ukraine in late February this year, it made possible a lapse back in time to the age of imperialism and colonialism. France refuses that and is dead set to seek for peace, President Macron pledged. Romania continues to support neighbouring Ukraine, President Klaus Johannes stated in the UN General Assembly's plenary session. Johannes recalled Romania offered direct humanitarian assistance to the more than 2.3 million Ukrainian refugees who have crossed Romania's borders since the outbreak of the war. The Romanian president also clearly stated there was no justification for the military aggression against the sovereign state. Klaus Johannes said, we quote, We are well aware of the fact that our response, especially to the war, will shape our common future. Our support for peace should now be expressed stronger than ever. For the defense of our common values, it is crucial that we stay united and have all join us, that including those that are still hesitating to take such a stand. Commitment and dialogue are crucial in order to overcome divergencies, but also in order to fight the spread of fake news and propaganda. Today's challenges, such as the impact of climate change, but also the lack of access to food and education, have become increasingly concerning and require solutions. End of quote. Russia hastily stages bogus referendums in Ukraine, the White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan stated. The U.S. high-ranking official also reiterated that the United States would never recognize Russia's claims on Ukraine's allegedly annexed territories. According to Sullivan, such referendums, as well as Moscow's intention to amass more military forces in Ukraine, stand proof of the deadlock Russian troops find themselves in, having no choice other than withdrawing from several regions they had occupied as early as February this year. Jake Sullivan stressed that those were not steps a confident country would take. In conclusion, the US high-ranking official said, those steps do not show force, but quite the contrary. The coalition government in Bucharest is launching a new package of social and economic measures. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Mihai Pelin. The government's emergency order capping energy prices is debated by the Senate's specialist committees. The document will most likely undergo changes, given that MPs from both the ruling coalition and the opposition have submitted a number of amendments. The leader of the Social Democratic Party, Marcel Ciolacum, gave further details about the areas to benefit from capped energy prices. We have already agreed changes for religious establishments, public services, water companies and transport companies and take into, into account that the medicine prices are capped for companies making generic medicines. Unless we step in, those medicines will disappear from the Romanian market. The Save Romania Union in opposition proposes that prices be capped depending on consumption, taking into account current monthly levels and not last year's. MP Cristina Pruna. 
am propus printr-un amendament ca pe primii 100 de kilowatt We proposed an amendment whereby the price is capped at 0.68 lei per kilowatt per hour for the first billable 100 kilowatts per hour, 0.8 lei per kilowatt per hour for consumption between 101 and 255, and the price in the contract to apply for consumption exceeding 255 kilowatts per hour. The force of the right party, an opposition liberal splinter group, is warning that one of the measures in the government order that needs to be changed is the return to a consumption ceiling of 300 kilowatts per hour, instead of 255, as the government has proposed. The Energy Minister Virgil Popescu says the order also encourages energy saving. Referring to the excessive bills presented by the media, he said the situation must be verified by the relevant authorities. The final report on the government order will be made public next week, with the Chamber of Deputies having the decisive vote. In another move, the parties in the ruling coalition have agreed to extend fuel subsidies by the end of the year. Marcel Ciolacu has announced. Labour Minister Marius Budai says his ministry has begun talks with social partners, employers and trade unions to increase the minimum wage from next year. This is the result of a directive adopted by the European Parliament regarding the minimum wage in the Union, under which member states are obliged to ensure decent living to their workers. The minister also said pensions may go up by at least 10% from the 1st of January next year. Concrete talks will be held when discussing next year's budget, which the government plans to submit to Parliament in November. And that was Radio Newsreel. Time now for Song of the Day. We invite you to stay tuned for Feli featuring Jean Gavrila and their hit entitled Free Again.
Nu vreau să port o mască, eu nu asta urmăresc La muzica mai tare vreau să-ți cânt o ce trăiesc Cerul e mai liber, nu văd niciun dor de azi înainte Liberă din noi, sunt liberă, sunt liberă din noi Mă iubesc ce bine, spirit călător de azi înainte Liberă din noi, sunt liberă, sunt liberă din noi Și mai e ceva Pe cine văd în oglinda mea băiatul ăsta chiar știe ce vrea, chiar știe ce vrea Society Today Welcome to Society Today with me, Eugen Nasta. The Brush of Based Tribunal for Minors and Family was established in 2004. It was Romania's first such judicial establishment. It was aimed as a pilot project and was meant to stand as a model for identical projects that were supposed to be carried all over the country until 2007, at least in Romania's major cities. It is just that in 2022, the Tribunal for Minors and Family in Brasov is still a singular court specializing in dealing with civil and criminal cases where minors are involved. All along, there have been voices pleading for the dismantling of the Brasov based court on the grounds that its activity is untenable. Financial reasons for its dismantling have been mentioned, among other things whereby the scope of the court was way too narrow as compared to the human and material resources required for its functioning. In a recent public discussion, hosted by PressHub.ro, the current president of the tribunal, Judge Gabriela Kihaya, brought up her own reasons against the dismantling of the aforementioned tribunal. First off, on the premises at the brush of base tribunal for minors and family, a special room was set up for the hearing of children. Though the care of an association titled Women Get Involved, through sponsorships and donations, the hearing of minors was made possible for various cases they may be involved in, in a much friendlier environment with relaxing, lively coloured interior design and furniture. Children can experience traumas whose aftermath can be long-lasting in their lives, so an environment where they can feel relaxed is of utmost importance when the hearing procedure is ongoing in court. Here is Judge Gabriela Kihaya herself. 
diferit de sala de judecată, care este un mediu... In an environment that is different from the courtroom, which is austere, arid, and where a certain set of procedures needs to be followed, with people having to stand up the moment the court enters the hall, or when the petitioner and the respondent are appealed, with a culprit who can be deprived of freedom and kept in custody, or can be subject to house arrest, or placed under judicial control, or can even be free, being present in the courtroom, with the culprit's family or friends who, in certain cases, can even be in the courtroom, or when the session we have is public, or when, more often than not, we have a minor individual as an injured party, and then the court session is closed to the public, being held outside the court, in the halls of the tribunal or in the courtyard, it goes without saying that the minor individual having to face those people even at a mere visual level has but one more trauma experience, in addition to the trauma which exists by default, whilst they are involved in a court case. So those special rooms enable them to find it a great deal easier to speak before the court. We had minors who first played, and who, even though they are more stressed out and more tense in the beginning, they relaxed afterwards and said their statement much easier than they would have done that in a proper courtroom, that's for sure. There is a second reason why, in Romania, more tribunals for minors and families should be set up. The number of cases involving minors is growing. In the specialized court in Brasov, they are being dealt with and ruled upon fairly rapidly, as compared to the general tribunal. Here is the president of the Brasov-based tribunal, Judge Gabriela Kihaya, once again. I think the number of such cases has been growing, at once being slightly on the wane, as compared at least to the Tribunal for Minors and Family. I began my job with this court beginning January the 1st, 2019, and I can say that I noticed the number of files where minor injured parties are involved, victims of sexual aggression, most often, has been growing. We're not speaking about an exponential increase, though, yet we have such files all the time. With such a specialization, we can better get ourselves organized on such files. For example, for minor trafficking, a file dispatched to us as a first-instance court or the file of a murder perpetrated by a minor or attempted murder perpetrated by a minor or targeting a minor, we are very quick to deal with them, but our readiness in solving them has to do with the criminal procedure standards and practices because concurrently we need to comply with the deadlines stipulated by the legislation. We need to abide by the parties' right to defend themselves. We need to enable all parties involved to make use of such rights in a proper manner. And yet, apart from deadlines, we fare very well as regards the deadline for solving the files proper. At long last, given the specificity of the Tribunal for Minors and Family, its employees have become specialists in the matter of minors, in civil but also in criminal cases. Gabriela Kihaya once again. A regular tribunal solves minors and family files together with the other files pertaining to a civil or criminal matter. And yet, 
ruling in several matters, it is obvious the judges cannot specialize in each of the aforementioned matters, given that each and every one of them claims a specificity of its own. That is why, taking into account that, throughout the years, emphasis has been laid on judges' specialization, such a specialized court can only be a good point for the organizing abilities of the courts in our country. And that was Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, Visit Romania. Welcome to Visit Romania. I'm Vlad Palku. Under the heading Paladi 150, the National Fine Arts Museum of Romania organized four exhibitions devoted to the anniversary of 150 years since the birth of painter Teodor Paladi, one of the most important Romanian artists. The exhibitions are aimed at presenting aspects from the painter's works hosted by this cultural institution. Today we stop at Zambakchan Museum, where the Zambakchan on a Paladi exhibition is available until April the 3rd. The exhibition wants to familiarize audiences with Teodor Paladi by means of extracts from an article about the artist published by art collector Krikor Zambakchan in the volume Writings of an Art Enthusiast. The project seeks to present the artist's paintings next to a series of self-portraits created by Paladi at a later stage in life. Zambakchan is a small museum built around a single art collection. In case you don't have the time to visit Bucharest, you can also admire the museum as well as the collection by means of a virtual tour. Georgiana Jakob with the Education, Communication and Cultural Projects Department of the National Fine Arts Museum told us more. This collection of items put together in the interwar period by collector Krikor Zambakchan provides one of the best overviews of Romanian interwar art and beyond. Apart from major Romanian artists such as Nicolae Grigorescu, Ștefan Lucian, Tonica, Paladi or Petrașcu, Zambakchan was also interested in French art. Although the collection of French works is rather small, there are important pieces by Paul Cézanne, Camille Pissarro, Pierre Bonnard or Albert Marquet. You are invited to see the lens of Zambakchan's interest in French art, but also to admire the very interesting museum built especially to house this collection. The house can be visited while Zambakchan was still alive and was worth being turned into an art museum. Georgiana Jakob the Zambakchan Museum was built in the late 1940s and expanded the more items were added to the collection. The ground floor exhibits items of Spanish and Italian furniture and an impressive fireplace. The final room on the ground floor is devoted to Lucian and is fitted with a skylight, particularly to create the proper light setting for admiring works of art. The ground floor also includes one of the most beautiful rooms in the building, Zambakchan's library, which also served as his studio. The museum is located on a quiet street in northern Bucharest and can be visited from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. from Wednesday to Sunday. And this has been all in Visit Romania.
Next in this program, sports. Welcome everyone at the microphone, your host Vlad Palku. Romania's national football team will play the last matches in this year's Nations League. Thus, on Friday, Romania will play Finland away from home, while on Monday it will go up against Bosnia-Herzegovina at home. Right now, Romania is ranked bottom of the tables in Group 3. Our objective was to avoid relegation to League C, the third-tier division of Nations League. Under these circumstances, it is key Eduard Diodanescu's trainees must secure a good result in Helsinki. Finland also seeks to avoid relegation, now ranking third one point above Romania. A win would make Romania's mission a lot easier ahead of Monday's match against Bosnia-Herzegovina, the number one favourite to win the group and secure promotion to League A. Should Bosnia win Friday's home match against Montenegro, they will have a four-point lead in the group tables prior to the last group fixture, which will mean Monday's match against Romania will present no stake for them. In the upcoming two matches, Eduard Jordanescu had to operate some last-minute changes in the defence line, as team captain Vlad Kirikes will be unavailable. After having sustained an injury in the match, his club, Cremonese, lost at home to Lazio Rome nil 4 on Sunday. In order to replace him, the head coach has called up the central defender of Universitata Craiova, Bogdan Mitra, who will be returning to the national team after a two-year break. Midfielder Nicolae Stanciu will also return to the first-team lineup, his first selection after he left Slavia Prague to play for Wuhan in China. Yanis Hadji will also be unavailable, as he is still recovering after a serious injury. And this has been all in Radio Romania International Sports Club. Our sports items can be revisited at Radio Romania International's website ri.ro as well as on our Facebook profile. Coming up next in the program, here is Truly Romanian, I'm Eugen Nasta. Today we bring you a fine selection of songs performed by the late Mariana Draghicescu. To begin with, here is one of her songs that used to be very popular in the 1980s. Ce 
Mariana Dragicescu was born in southwestern Romania's Banat region. Next up in the program, here is another song performed by Mariana Dragicescu, a typical song of Banat. The late Mariana Dragicescu went on stage as a performing vocalist at the tender age of eight. Coming up next in the program, here's a love song from Mariana Dragicescu's repertoire. Să-mi 
Mariana Dragicescu studied canto for traditional music with the Fine Arts Open College in Timisoara. You're next invited to listen to one more song from her repertoire, a song praising the beauty of her native region. Mariana Draghicescu died an untimely death at the age of 45 in Toronto, Canada. Her legacy as a traditional music performer is impressive. We end truly Romanian with one last song performed by Mariana Draghicescu. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Living Romania Coming up next Happening in Romania Hello and welcome to a new edition of Happening in Romania with me, Lăcrămioara Simeon. The Romanian writer and essayist Mircea Cărtărescu won the Phil Prize for Literature in Romance Languages, awarded in Mexico, the EFA agency reports. Cărtărescu was chosen from among 80 candidates in seven languages for his imaginative and dazzling prose said in Guadalajara the spokesman of the jury, Antonio Saez Delgado. The jury appreciated that the Romanian author is a multilateral writer of maximalist style, who is fully inserted in the tradition of world literature, challenging his readers and critics from all over the world with themes ranging from the world of dreams to existentialism. The prize, worth $150,000, will be handed out on November 26th at the opening of the 36th edition of the Guadalajara International Book Fair, considered the most important such event of the Hispanic publishing world. Mircea Cartarescu is the second Romanian writer to receive the Phil Award after Norman Mana, who received this distinction in 2016. The same Romanian writer Mircea Cărtărescu received another distinction, this time the title of Dr. Honoris Causa in Letters and Humanities from the Menendez Pelayo International University in Santander, writes the Ziarul Romanesque publication. The Spanish institution awarded him this recognition for his lucid literature and very personal work, and the university's board highlighted Cartarescu's boundless imagination and his ability to transform reality into fiction. Mircea Cartarescu said about the event that, quote, it is one of the most beautiful and happiest days of my life. He was supposed to receive the title on July 14th, but the ceremony was postponed because he had tested positive for COVID-19. A poet, prose writer, essayist, literary critic and publicist, 
Nitjakar Tarescu was born on June 1, 1956 in Bucharest. His books have received many national and international awards and have been translated into many languages. Currently, Mircea Cartorescu is a PhD professor at the Faculty of Letters of the Bucharest University. You are listening to Radio Romania International. The exhibition Remembering Childhood, the Testimonies of Bessarabian Deportees was opened on August 31st on the Romanian Language Day in Bucharest. The event brought together a collection of testimonies of the victims of the totalitarian regime on the left of the Prut River during the Soviet period in the form of an installation built from photographs embedded into old jewelry boxes. The life stories of the repressed people can be heard as read by the actors Elena Frunze Hartmann and Gennady Gulka, against the background of the music of Stefan Pana. Personal objects of the deportees were brought from the National History Museum of Moldova, from the open-air museum compound called Memorial to the Victims of Political Repressions from the village of Meren, and from private collections and for a better understanding of the distance traveled by the deportees in the freight wagons, the artist Ramona Jacob made a map of the Gulag of the Bessarabians. At the same time as part of the exhibition, the animated film Nameless Cat will be screened, a film about the Bessarabians deported to Siberia, made by the Bessarabian artist Gennady Popescu. The exhibition will remain open until September 25th. 30 Romanian artists are exhibiting in Paris between September 3rd and 18th as part of an extensive Romania-France cultural exchange program organized by the 59 Rivoli Gallery in Paris and the 1001 Arte Association in Bucharest. The exhibition, entitled Future for Free, takes place with the support of the Romanian Cultural Institute and the Romanian Embassy in France and includes over 60 works of painting, sculpture, collage and new media, which address current issues. The artistic dialogue achieved through this visual arts project between Bucharest and Paris is a happy continuation of the cultural season Romania-France and a preview in the French space of the future capital of culture in 2023, namely the western Romanian city of Timisoara, said the president of the Romanian Cultural Institute, Liviu Zigman. The France-Romania Cultural Exchange, in which more than 62 French and Romanian creators participate, began in July, when they worked together, held seminars, gave interviews, set up a group exhibition, and created a mural painting near the French embassy in Bucharest. Their activity was documented through interviews and video materials, 
that will be the starting point for a short film. At the same time, a bilingual art album with their works will be released. Two shows will represent Romania at the first edition of the International Solo Dance Festival in Jerusalem, which takes place between September 6th and 8th at Hansen House, shows the Romanian Cultural Institute in Tel Aviv. One of the shows is called Femina, choreographed by Daniel Alexandru Dragomir and featuring Andrea Volan. The second is Scraps of Sky, choreographed and performed by Andrea Volan. Daniel Alexandru Dragomir is a choreographer, performer, teacher and manager of the Contemporary Creative Dreamers Dance Company. He is a graduate of the National University of Theatre and Cinematography I Le Caragiale in Bucharest. He plays an important role on the Romanian contemporary dance scene, contributing to the development of this field by organizing workshops with internationally recognized Romanian and foreign teachers. Andrea Volan is a second-year student at the Choreographic Art Master's program at the same National University of Theatre and Cinematography. As a ballerina, she collaborated with the Comic Opera for Children between 2015 and 2017. She is a member of the Ballet Corps of the Bucharest National Opera and of the Contemporary Creative Dreamers Dance Company. Choreographers from more than 15 countries participate in the International Solo Dance Festival in Jerusalem. Blind athletes Razvan Nedu and Alex Benka from the national para-climbing team conquered the 3,798-meter Grossglockner and the 4,478-meter Matterhorn peaks in the Alps, the Climb Again Association announced, which coordinates the Romanian para-climbing team. The expedition of the Romanian athletes, whose cumulative visual capacity is only 1%, lasted almost two weeks. The two were not at their first achievement of this kind. In 2019, Alex Benka achieved the first ascent on Kilimanjaro by a blind Romanian climber. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From me, Le Cremiara Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. To end this broadcast, let's listen to Ilana Chocolate and a song called This Is Your Affliction.
sta Dăm gurița ta, dăm și obrăjorul Să nu-i mai curtorul, dăm mai omorit De când te-am văzut, vină repejor Să nu mor de dor Și obrăjorul să nu-i mai purtorul Că mai ai omorit de când am văzut Vin o repejor să nu mor de dor Să vezi la noapte ce fac Pe boale ca să te scap Pui capul pe țățișoare Și mâna la inimioară Să vezi la noapte Și mâna la inimioară Vino, nu mai sta Dăm gurița ta, dăm și obrăjorul Să nu-i mai purtorul Că mai omorit de când te-am văzut Vino, repejor, să nu mor de dor With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.